I snagged some of the fruit snacks we got him, and then I, like, shoved the wrapper in my pocket because I was, like, walking between stuff. We got it from his nap, and, like, it fell out of my pocket, and he says, Don't eat my fruit snacks! What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Woke Nerds Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you can find Pine Podcast content. You can find Raymond and myself. Feel free to connect with us on social media at Two Woke Nerds. Shoot us an email, twowokenerds at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodridge. I'm your host this week, like I am every week, and I'm joined by a man who's a champion social distancer, Raymond Summerlin. Ray, how are you? I got a mask. I think it was made for a large child because it's got like a basketball-like print on it, but I don't even care. Got my mask. Went went into Walgreens today to buy batteries and a diet Mountain Dew because that's the life that I lead. And uh, yeah, I'm living... Feeling good. Drafts over. Summer's here. It's time to go, baby. Yeah, my my mother in law made us some masks, and then I was like, I I love you, but I've got a bigger head than the average human being. <laughs> so she made me a special mask. It didn't have the elastic. It ties in the back because she knows that just guessing at the size of my massive melon's not going to work. So plus, it's got um. I don't know who she got the the fabric for, but it's the Hulk, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So yeah, that's awesome. let's go ahead and do this. So thank you. Shout out to my mother in law who doesn't listen to this podcast, but shout out to her for making me a dope uh, mask. But we are uh, still in a season of social isolation, social distancing, and there's been a lot of interesting things happening um, in the movie world. Basically, everything's on pause currently, but we got a a shuffled slate of Marvel movies. So we'll start there because a couple weeks ago we talked about um, they just delayed the movies and got to push everything back a slot and the slots didn't really work for the movie that they're trying to uh, promote. And so we got a, a, an updated shuffled slate with some movies moved around. So Black Widow is still going to be the next thing out the gate. November 6th, 2024 months later, Eternal on February 12th, 2021 Shang-Chi, May 7th, 2021, Spider-Man 3. This is where we get kind of a shuffle. Spider-Man 3, Thor 4, Doctor Strange 2, those all kind of shifted a wee bit. So Spider-Man 3 is now in the November 2021 spot, hopefully having some legs through the holiday season. Thor taking that Valentine's Day spot, February 11th, 2022. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 jumping out of the Christmas spot, taking that March spot, March 25th. 2020 Black Panther 2 May 6th 2022 and then closing out the loop is whatever they're going to call Captain Marvel to take in the July 8th 2022 spot so uh, some stuff got shifted back but Ray after you and I talked about it a few weeks back this order makes a little more sense at least for where some movies are positioned yeah I mean I Spider-Man is a summer movie but if they can't fit it in the summer that's fine it's but we knew that we knew that Doctor Strange is definitely not a Christmas movie, so it had to be moved out. Having Love and Thunder on Valentine's is, I guess, makes a lot of sense. 
And so, yeah, so it, it does make a lot of sense. I think we thought this was going to happen. I It will be interesting to see if this continues and we have to force more dates back, if the success that Universal had with Trolls and reversing and releasing Trolls video on demand, which is over 100 million, I believe, in, in um, sales already, if they're able to, you know, do that, then maybe maybe we see this shift a little more. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, it's this looks a lot better than it did previously. Although it, it's kind of sad because I think the movies that I'm looking forward to the most keep keep getting pushed back. <laughs> and so it's like it's like, uh, all right, I guess we're waiting a little longer. Yeah, and I think that's obviously that's a struggle, right? Uh, but the the trolls thing is something that we we're gonna have to keep revisiting, I think, because I mean, trolls did really, really well. So much so that AMC movie theaters is mad that they didn't get a chunk of it, so they're gonna kind of boycott releasing Universal movies, and then they're gonna miss out on the massive bump that Fast and Furious Nine is going to give them. Um, but like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Exactly, right? It's until it starts affecting the bottom line. But uh, the if if there's one more release like that that does well, I I would be curious to see if some of these movies end up on home release because I mean my sister in law is the perfect example. She's got four kids, and so seeing paying twenty bucks to see Trolls on a Friday night on their couch is a smart financial decision because it would be. 60 bucks just in tickets for her, her husband, and her four kids to go see it. They paid minimal money per person to see that movie. And so for specific movies, it's not a bad decision. But like you said, I'm, I'm, I hope these don't get moved back anymore. I think starting this slate in November is a smart move because just kind of banking it on a summer release, especially with specific states opening up probably a little too early, uh, is going to, we're going to see some weird things happening where we're going to have to lock some spots down. So I think starting in November is a smart move. Uh, again, putting Shang-Chi in May of next year, I'm fine with that because that's what I'm really excited to see just because it's something new. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works out. And that's a prime spot for it too, which is nice. Like it's getting it's getting that primo spot. Like like you said, going back to the certain movies that get released this way, it might turn out that kids' movies are the only thing that can do this because parents don't want to take their kids to theaters anyway. It might have been that this is how kids' movies should have been releasing to start with. And so we'll you know we'll see how that works out. Although does is Trolls going to have as long a legs as kids' movies normally have? I mean, Frozen freaking. Frozen was in the box office for like six months, it seemed like. So, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to watch. I, I'm still like, I'm fascinated. I know we've talked about it on the show. I play in something called the Fantasy Movie League, which is obviously not going right now. But when it comes, when we're allowed to go watch movies again, you should join the Fantasy Movie League. And watching what this is going to do to releases and how they're calculated and all that stuff is going to be very fascinating for me. It's going to add kind of a new layer to something that I already enjoy, which is watching box office returns. So I'm I'm very fascinated by how this is all going to turn out. Yeah, and I mean I think it's a smart move for, especially if you get like it's twenty bucks for what like a, a twenty four hour window or like a one time window. So like if your kids want to see that movie multiple times, you're sh- you're still saving money by shelling it out two or three times, or you kind of breaking even because I can make some popcorn on the stovetop and I can go to Walgreens and buy some dollar boxes of candy, right? So it's it's a smart financial move. It's just what we do when we go to the movies anyway, right? Well, don't... You shove those in the back pocket. That's a back pocket candy deal. It's the only time my wife carries a big purse is when we go to the movie theater, but that's a whole different conversation. So, 
we are bored, Raymond. Let's just go and say that. We're a little bored. Facts. And Big facts. So are all the social media managers of most any major brand and any major publication because there's not really any news to tweet about. And so Entertainment Weekly, about a week ago, um, may, posted a build-your-own-Avenger squad with 15 bucks, and the tiers were... A little, a little weird, right? Let's go and say, we'll just call it weird, right? So, and there are a couple things I don't like about this, just to start with. They don't give you like a, like a, how many, how many people am I putting? If you do this with a basketball team, it's real easy because you go, well, I got five. I build my five, right? They don't tell you how many people you're even picking. So it, it failed from the gate. But you look at this list and it's, it's rough. It's really rough. Let's start with some of the most egregious. Vision is the lowest possible tier, the $1 tier, which I don't even understand. Like, I don't understand how that could possibly be possibly be where you put Vision. So the, o- the only reason why I think Vision could be a $1 take is if it's Vision's corpse and not actually Vision. So if it's like Vision as he exists after Thanos pulls the Infinity Stone out of his head, maybe that's worth a dollar. Vision is under Happy who is on the $2 line next to Scarlet Witch. So we have Scarlet Witch who one-on-one Thanos to the point that Thanos had to call in cannons to shoot his own men, his own soldiers, and she's on the $2 line with Happy. What? (laughs) What is happening here? I I don't know, like... That was that what those two to me are the most egregious, right? You give me fifteen dollars and a one dollar vision, I'm taking fifteen visions, right? hundred percent. Give, give, There's not even a question. Give me a vibranium powered robot or a Infinity Stone vibranium robot, right? Give me that. Go ahead and give me that. Or again, Scarlet. Give me seven Scarlet Witches and a vision. Let's do that. Like it's just like the placement is so weird. Like why is Hawkeye four dollars and Black Widow is five dollars on the top tier? Like that's weird to me because basically they're the same thing except one of them has a bow and arrow, which makes it a little more valuable, I think, because he doesn't miss. Black Widow misses. Hawkeye doesn't miss. And she well, she does have those Robin electro sticks. That's you got to remember. You got to remember the. I'm oh, sorry, Nighthawk electric sticks. I, I apologize. <laughs> but so. So yeah, that one's crazy. I think my most egregious is the fact that Happy is on this list and Captain Marvel isn't. And I don't even know how to process that. Like, if you want another Iron Man character, put Pots on there. Why isn't she on there? Like, she wrecked put her, in that put final her in the suit. game battle. Put her in the suit and put her there. Like, I don't even understand how Happy's on this list. Like, I'm so confused by it. Uh, Doctor Strange at $4 is really misunderstanding power levels in the MCU to a, it, an amazing degree. So, like, th- this list is bad, right? So let's let's make it better. But I want to know, do you want to stick to this, like, five people on each line, five, four, three, two, one, or do you kind of want to talk about, like, tiers? Because it gets a little tricky because some of the tiers are, I think, bigger than, than five. I, so... If we think about, like, the original Avengers movie, right? The Avengers team was Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, right? So that's six. So we could draft a team of six, right? We could do that. Um, If that's the case, the six are easy. Yeah, the six are super easy. The only difficulty comes if you try to take one of the six out. Because the six are Captain Marvel, Thor, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Hulk, and Vision. 
those are the six. Yeah. And so, and so if you're going to try to take one of those out to take it to five, then it becomes a bit of a conversation. But if you're getting six, done and dusted, that's the answer. Super easy, right? Like, just give me the ones that can move planets. Like, let's just do that. And we'll go from there. <laughs> like, that's that's all there is to it. Like, I... I I don't know how or who came up with this list. I hope they got fired. Uh, they got ratioed pretty hard uh, on this. There are uh, 10,000 uh, replies and only 2,000 retweets, which is uh, which is a 5 to 1 ratio. Not great. Not so, ideal. Not ideal. Less than ideal. So let's go. The, the team is easy. So let's look at the tiers, I think, is probably right. a, a, a more robust conversation. Uh, and I think you... You kind of summed up what that what that what that S tier is. If you don't know what tier lists are from from video game, the S is the top tier, right? So the yeah. S tier, Ray, like Thor, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Doctor Strange, Hulk. Hulk is Hulk is like the the. He's he 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 kind of moves between the top two tiers, right? Because Thanos mopped him pretty handily, uh, but he was. Thanos already had some. Thanos had already stones. had some stones. Yeah, and, and Hulk was like in a weird state. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, in that one. So I don't. That fight, by the way, of all of the MCU, and we're but we're just talking MCU here. We're not talking the wider comic universe. This is straight MCU. That yes. we're talking here because Drax is probably way higher on the lists if we're talking about comics. But and like, they have to pay talk- me to put Happy on my team. Yeah, exactly. So. The but so we're just tr- talking straight MCU. That fight is one of the weirdest. F- like that's the fight that makes the least sense in all of the MCU. Do you agree with that? It it's one that is is pretty weird to me, and and I understand what they're doing with that character, right? I understand why it happened, but it just doesn't. Something doesn't ring true about it. If that, I think that's the way I have to say it, right? Something is just like, I don't agree with how this went. Yeah, because it wasn't like they fought and he hurt Thanos and then Thanos still got the upper hand, used the used the power stone like he did with Captain Marvel and got the upper hand. It wasn't that. It was like he literally just said, oh, that's, he rope-a-doped him and then said, all right, I'm going to mop the floor. And it's just, I don't think, like, I don't think that's... Like that doesn't seem like comic canon to me, that that's what would happen uh, between those two characters. Yeah, because I mean, I. But again, I guess if if Hulk and Banner are kind of scrapping it out internally, then that's probably where uh, where that comes in. But either way, I don't think I don't. I just don't think Hulk belongs on the same line as like powered up Thor, as we've seen in the last couple of movies. Yeah, definitely not Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. I am going to be shocked if they don't do a little like uh, not House of M specifically, but like a light like Wanda kind of loses it and screws something up, and that's what Multiverse of Badness is all about. Um, but like Strange, well, isn't, that what, isn't that what WandaVision is supposed to be? I'm a hundred percent like that's going to be because they say WandaVision is going to bleed into multiverses. So I think whatever she whatever she's doing to make WandaVision happen is going to screw things up, and, and the Sorcerer Supreme is going to have to uh, straighten it out. So anyway, so our, our top tier: Thor, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch. Envision, right? Are those the are those the four that we feel like belong on the top tier? And Captain Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, right? yes, excuse me, yeah, Captain Marvel for sure. Because again, Infinity Stone powered. So next next tier. So, but this next tier is tough though, because so if you're not going to put Hulk in the S tier, and then so the next the T one people, you're going to have Hulk in there with 
Cap and with Iron Man and with Black Panther and with Spider Man, like so maybe maybe Hulk is a tier up based based upon the the needs of the tier list, right? He is. I think Hulk is the one that's right there in that kind of middle ground. Like you don't like maybe he's a tier unto himself because I do see how you would say that he's below like the visions and the certainly the powered up Thors, basically the five people that we think could take on Thanos by themselves and did vision aside, but vision was trying to protect the stone, but that, that could do that. Hulk didn't do that in the MCU for whatever reason. And so we're putting him below the, that one. But he's definitely above Cap and Iron Man. Exactly. Iron Man had to build like the the Hulk buster to even deal with him. He's ahead of Spider-Man. He's ahead of Black Panther. So yeah, so maybe maybe the next tier is just Hulk. Yeah. In the MCU. Do we have anybody that you would put up there with him? Groot? Groot maybe. Drax maybe. But no. But M- but MCU Drax yeah. is... It's a different... Ronin, yeah. Ronin wiped the floor with him. Yeah. So maybe Hulk is just his own tier. Maybe we just have the S tier and the H tier, right? Those are, yeah. those are the two, the top two tiers, right? And so then that next one. That next one's where things, I think, get interesting. Uh, because I do think that Cat, Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man, I think that's easy. Do you include anybody else? Any other MCU characters go in that list? Mantis, obviously. No, sorry. Uh, but is there any other anybody else that goes there? I don't. I don't know. This is where it gets tricky to me. Because I mean, Gamora is enhanced above what what would be considered. Uh, Drax is obviously enhanced above. Nebula is as well. If Iron Man's there, then do you have to put War Machine there as well? Like, I think Iron Man is a step above War Machine because it's like. It's almost like it's integrated in him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Is that uh, does that make any sense? That, I, no, it does. And I, and I think the like again, I think the 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 armor we saw from War Machine in uh, Infinity or in in Endgame is definitely below a, a step below the armor we saw in Iron Man from yeah. Iron Man in that film. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Ant Man is a weird one. Like I don't know what to do with Ant Man at all. I don't know how strong Ant Man is. Well, I, is it, do we have do we take Giant Man into an account, right? Because yeah. Giant Man can do stuff on the same level as Hulk, right? Like if I go Giant Man, but I can only sustain that for so long. So like it's it's really tough. Um, I think whatever tier you put Ant Man on, you have to put Wasp on because it's well established that her tech and her equipment is better and she's better at using it than Scott Lang is. So I think whatever tier they're tiering together. But she doesn't have the giant option, which I think is the only thing that makes you think Ant-Man should even be considered with these other you people. You don't think she has the giant option? I just think we haven't seen it yet. I think the plot hasn't served her going giant yet, and so we haven't seen it. But Scott, like Hank Pym is well established that everything that, that uh, Scott Lang's suit can do, uh, Janet's suit can do, but better. <sighs> it's tricky. Or Hope, that I'm one sorry, is not one Janet, that, Hope. That's one that I just... I really don't know. And there are lots in this group like that. Uh, So if we go with Gamora up there, do we have to put Nebula up there? I think so. Because they fought to a draw, like, pretty much. And Gamora normally comes out on top, but Nebula was right there with her. If we have Cap up there, Bucky, is he on the same level? They're basically, they come from the same thing. Yeah. Right? Basically. If we're talking about about Star-Lord, are we talking about Star-Lord with the god powers or without them? 
And like, like it, this it gets whole real list, muddy after, after yeah. Hulk, it gets real muddy. I think that's kind of where I am. I think the way I would do it is I would have, I would have Cap, Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man in their own tier. Okay. And then I'd have everybody that we just talked about in another tier. Okay. Ant-Man, Gamora, Nebula, War Machine, Quicksilver has got to be in there. Yeah. Uh, Bucky, Groot, Drax, Star-Lord, all the rest of the people that you would actually want on your team. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fair. Wasp. Yeah, Wasp in there too. Yeah. And then, you know, move on to the to the rest of them. The regular humans, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, War Machine. And Rocket's interesting. Rocket is Where interesting. Rocket, where does Rocket go? I don't know. Like, is it Rocket with time to prep? Because Rocket with time to prep is like cap tier to me. But if it's just like Rocket on his own, he kind of he kind of just wrote, took a ride on Groot or took a ride on War Machine, right? Like that's yeah, that's kind of what Rocket does. So uh, I think wherever those guys are is where Rocket is, and they're carrying him around. I don't know, like because then we get into like tech. It's it's. Strange. it's the thing we've established, though, is that those top tiers could have been so much better. Those top tiers, like those top three tiers, really, they just they just messed up. And I don't like the MCU. The powers are at, the power levels in the MCU are at the level of plot necessity. So in yeah. any in like because if we're talking about Cap Shield, does that thing? obey the laws of physics or not well it depends on what the plot needs right how powerful is iron man suit well it depends on what the plot needs right how powerful is thor well it depends on how uh, what the plot needs right so like it's it's so hard to do this and i'm not letting them off the hook because again whoever made this scarlet witch two dollar tier get out of here um it's hard to do this because the levels of their power really do move at the speed of plot and it, it like it depends on which one you're taking right so, like, they did at least work in why Thor couldn't just come in and mop the floor with Thanos in Endgame. Because he was he was me Thor, not actual Thor. So, he, so like, they at least work in the plot. Star-Lord not being able to just mop the floor with his god powers is because he doesn't have them anymore because his dad, he killed his dad. So, like, they, so it depends on what you're, what you're kind of looking at them as. Because, like... Thor, Thor we see in Endgame is th- that Thor probably is in the Black Panther Captain America tier, right? Yeah, or at, at best in the Hulk tier. I think, but, yeah, I think so. I think that Hulk tier, yeah. But the Thor that we see in the Thor that we see in Ragnarok is you know that Thor or the Thor that we see you know flying in with with Stormbringer. That Thor is definitely in the top tier. So it's. Yeah, I don't know. It gets it gets tricky there. It's hard, but again, Scarlet Witch as a two dollar character, Vision as a one dollar character, you done goofed. Yeah, I think what I would do is I would have my five dollar characters would be Marvel, Thor, Strange, Scarlet, Vision. My four dollars would be Hulk, Cap, Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider Man, with Hulk looking like a real good value. Yeah, value at, pick for at sure. Four dollars. My three would be like. I don't know, Ant-Man, Gamora, Groot, Drax, maybe Quicksilver in there, maybe War Machine, something like that. Yeah. $2 are basically the same levels, and that would be the value tier with, like, War Machine, Nebula, Bucky, Wasp, Star-Lord. And then the $1 would be <laughs> Falcon, Widow, Hawkeye, Happy, Rocket, and Mantis. I put Mantis ahead of Happy. Get Happy <laughs> off my list. <laughs> 
What do you have against John Favreau? No, that. <laughs> so that's that is our ill ill fated attempt apparently to put these into a tier list because it gets real muddy toward the middle. But that brings us to your favorite segment, my favorite segment, your grandmother's favorite segment. Don't sleep on it, Ray. What can the good folks not sleep on this week? So I watched a show from Ricky Gervais, who I'm not exactly like the biggest fan of, but he does make interesting stuff. And it was called Afterlife on Netflix. And I've only watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season, which recently came out. It's only six episodes long, and each episode's like 30 minutes. So like it's it's like a real, brisk. real quick watch. It is a brisk watch. And it I don't think I would call it a great show. It's missing some things. Like, some of it's very obvious, and some of it feels very contrived. Like, they're trying to get to certain things, and so they kind of yada yada their way there, if that makes any sense. Okay. But I, but I think that it has, I think it's kind of got some, I think it has like three or four in the first season really beautiful moments in it. And really, like, really interesting ideas about, uh, about purpose and about why life is worth living and all of those things. And it had those poignant moments really, I think make it worth it, especially since it's like three hours long. I think it really makes it worth it. And so I would recommend that at least the first season of afterlife, I haven't seen the second season, but the first season. So does it avoid that thing that, that Ricky Gervais often does where he like has to point out how smart he is? Does it avoid that? Cause that's no, always my it issue. Does, it does not avoid that at all. Okay. In fact, that's a lot of the problem. The contrived moments are him essentially giving the same speech that you would expect out of a freshman in philosophy class. Okay. Like he gives, he gives the canned atheist stuff that he does. He gives the canned uh, humanist stuff that he, like he gives like the, 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 like it's just, it's observational comic nonsense of the people who annoy him. You know, it's stuff like that. And so when I'm talking about what makes stops it from being a good show, that is what stops it from being a good show. But I do think that the moments that they get to are are worth it and interesting. Okay. And and not that there's anything wrong with espousing any of the views that Ricky Gervais has. Just don't be don't be arrogant about it. Don't don't look down on people for having differing views, maybe. That's kind of my my thought about it. Well, like as somebody who's into into these types of arguments, uh, as I am, he has the and it could be because he knows who he's talking to and he's trying to talk to people who have not really ever thought about the idea of whether or not God exists, which is not a conversation I want to have on this podcast. But maybe that's why they're so base, but they are very level one kind of thoughts on it. And he says them as if they're the most profound things that have ever been said. I don't he he definitely is the type of person that thinks he's smarter than he is, which is fine because that's exactly the person I am as well, so I can't really fault anybody for that. But the uh but he he's the way he says it is certainly not not endearing. I think we could agree about that. 100%. Yeah, it it does not do himself any favors. And by the way, Ray, you and I both are people that fall into the trap of thinking we're smarter than we are because we spend an hour talking into a microphone because we think our thoughts are so profound. Yeah. And I'm an idiot. I want that to be on the massive, record. massive, both of the us. The dumb things I do on a ba- on a daily basis. I am a walking buffoon. The, I just want that to be on the record. The number of times my wife shakes her head and rolls her eyes at something I say or do. Uh, if I had a dollar, we wouldn't have a mortgage anymore. But I am not sleeping this week. So I've I've um, I haven't dove into Netflix or anything as deep as 
some have during this season of, of social and, and social distancing. But the last two things that I really dove in on. So my wife and I started Waco. Uh, we're like three episodes into it. And it's an it's I, I, I've said it like this. The actors are acting better than the writing they're given, if that makes sense. Like, Taylor Kitsch, I'm surprised at how good he is. Now, granted, he's doing just a different Texas accent, um, but he's dropped some weight. He's he's um, He's got that weird charisma that apparently David Koresh had in, in real life, and so that's interesting. And then, you know, Michael Shannon can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so they do a really, really good job of kind of carrying that show. Um, but it's, you know, I was like seven when, when, you know, the, the Branch Davidian standoff happened. And so it's, it's stuff that I know, like in the back of my head and know a little bit about it, but I don't necessarily really have done much research into it. It's, it's interesting to see. And then the other thing I, I watched on Netflix that has very little, um, thought provoking to it is extraction. Like I, I like everybody else watched extraction and as somebody who grew up watching dumb eighties action movies, I had a stinking blast watching this movie. Like it was fun. Uh, like I texted you about 30 ish minutes in. I was like, I don't know if I'm in. And then it like ratcheted up and I was like, Oh, okay. I'm definitely in, um, spoiler alert for that movie real briefly. Um, the, one of my issues with it is that they don't necessarily tap into the Chris Hemsworth charm that could be there. Like the thing that makes Chris Hemsworth good is like, Oh, this guy is really, really affable to be around. He's very, very light. But some of that came through in the scene where the, the mob of kids attacked him and he's like, he's, he's like fighting all these little kids and he's annoyed by it. Like slaps his kid upside the head. It's like really, he's, he's trying to like not get shot by these kids that are toting machetes and AKs, but doing it without seriously hurting them. And it's probably one of the better sequences in the movie, if you ask me, but it's really, it's, it's, it is a fun, turn your brain off, pop some popcorn kind of action movie to watch on your couch. I would watch another one of these. Uh, you can tell the Avengers influences in it. If you don't know, it was uh, the Russo brothers had a hand in writing the story. And then the uh, basically stunt director or the stunt lead for Endgame directed it as the directorial debut. So if you're looking for like a dumb, fun action movie, you want to turn off your brain on a Friday night, check it out. That's actually, I plan as soon as we get off here. My plan is to go downstairs and get a pint of ice cream, come back up to my bedroom and watch that terrible movie before I go to sleep. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hyped for it. Good. I, I hope you appreciate it. But that's all we've got for you this week. Ray, where can good folks find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter, at RM Summerlin. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Girders. Follow the show on Twitter, at Two Woke Nerds. Shoot us an email, Nerds at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, stay woke.